This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I just want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willifu, and my program is called Body Matters, and I will be your host for the next hour. I hope you all had a wonderful week thus far, and today I'm going to be chatting to Tusha de Klerk, and she is the founder and MD of the Joseph Movement. Now, for those of you who don't know what the Joseph Movement is about, Tusha will explain in a little bit more detail, but it's got to do with human trafficking and everything else that adds to that. So welcome, Tusha. Hi, Elana. I'm so nice to chat to you. Thank you so much for coming on the program. I know you've been here before many times on radio, but I know that today we're going to chat a little bit about the prostitution law in South Africa. Um, Before I start with that, how did you get involved just with the law, the prostitution? Well, Alana, I think um, just to explain, it is, so vital to understand that, you know, prostitution is actually something that fuels human trafficking. And because of that fact, you know, it is just absolutely impossible to avoid um, the entire prostitution system when you are part of, um, you know, combating human trafficking within South Africa. So as an organization, we came to the realization how important it is to get involved with regards mm. to the prostitution system. That is so awesome. And Tisha, tell us a little bit about who you are and, you know, a little bit more on what you do, um, you know, with regarding, regarding to the Joseph movement. What is it all in detail? Yes, certainly, Alana. Um, well, our organization actually exists to help combat human trafficking as well as sexual exploitation. And the way we do that is through awareness um, training and um, awareness education, as well as uh, collaboration with other stakeholders Mm. in order to increase the reach of awareness and safety. Um, We also like to focus a lot on victim identification um, that is very vital as well. So, yeah, so that is our main focus mm. is awareness training and victim identification. And if I just could ask just to elaborate a little bit, um, if you had to break the human trafficking up into different departments, um, and I know I'm just asking you offhand, so that people just think human trafficking is, in a nutshell, just people being kidnapped and, you know, used for sexual exploitation. But I know it's a little bit broader. Can you maybe just touch on the different categories so that our audience can just get an overall of, you know, what is human trafficking in a nutshell? Yes, of course. That's a very important question. So human trafficking is extensively wide, just as you've Mm. said. 
um, the most common is labor trafficking and sex trafficking, which most people are very aware of. Mm. But then the other faces of human trafficking is, for instance, um, uh, forced begging, um, baby harvesting, um, organ um, harvesting, um, forced illegal activity. Then we also have situations such as and Zama Zamas, the illegal minors, in which um, a lot of adults are also trafficked into, but especially children. Sure. Um, we also have what they call Bachabazi, which is called boy play. Um, it's something that um, originates from the Middle East, sure. where um, older men um, use adolescent boys for entertainment and for sexual pleasure. Um, yeah, so so that's just a very quick overview of the different forms of human trafficking. I mean, mm. trafficking is also found within um, the system of prostitution, mm. um, pornography. Um, those are very much fueled by human trafficking. Before we, yeah. we get onto the prostitution bill, before I ask you that, how prevalent is human trafficking just in general in South Africa? A lot of it is exceptionally prevalent. Uh, the sure. problem with human trafficking is that it's a hidden crime mm. um, because so many of the victims are, um, you know, actually um, caught up in modern day shackles, if you want to call mm. it that, um, which is fear mostly. Um, many of the victims are foreigners as well. They have been lured into our country mm. and through promises of a bit of future, um, a good job and a very favorable income, etc. Mm. But when they come into our country, their identification documents are taken from them and they are then exploited. And then there's that fear um, mm. that, you know, they will be handed over to the authorities and so forth. And just for interest's yeah. sake, what countries? Is it African countries mainly or is it abroad, In you know, or is it a little bit of every everywhere? Well, look, human trafficking is definitely a global problem. There's yes. almost no country in, in, in the world that is not affected by it. Mm. For instance, South Africa um, is seen as a, um, a country that... Um, is saturated with with trafficking. And the problem is because so many people are not aware of the fact that there are so many faces of human trafficking, mm. um, we just actually don't see it, although it's right under our nose. For instance, sure. the forced begging aspect of human trafficking, we see so many people um, on the roads that yes. are begging, not necessarily realizing that many of them have been forced into it by a trafficker. Sure. So it is um, very much saturated. In South Africa, we also have a very big problem with um, um, forced marriage, um, which is ukutwala, which used to be a beautiful um, practice that has been distorted throughout the years. Mm. And now we have um, very young girls that are um, given over to... Um, older men 
for for sexual exploitation, for instance. Um, another form of of trafficking that's also very prevalent here in our country is domestic servitude, where a domestic worker, whether it's in a private home or in a B&B or a towel, mm. um, are being exploited. They are living in harsh conditions. They either not being paid at all um, or they're being paid and a ridiculous wage mm. um, and just being exploited. And many yes. of them, once again, are foreigners whose identification documents have been mm. um, taken away and they're being controlled through fear and manipulation. Sure. It's so sad, Tisha, just listening to it because I think as a normal average person, we don't always you're not aware of it, you know, unless you've been, like you said, your your campaign is to make people aware of it. But people are not always aware of what's right mm. under our noses. And I think that's mm. an awesome job, you know, an awesome um, thing to have, organization to have, to, to allow people to look at things from a little bit of a different perspective, to say, are you not exploited? But I know that our... Yeah. Topic today is going to be mainly focused on the prostitution law. So, what exactly is the prostitution bill? Yes, so that bill is something that was introduced um, for publication in the Government Gazette uh, last year, mm-hmm. um, early December, which we found was very just seemed very strategic because it was during a time where most people were shutting down, were going on holiday, etc. But this bill was actually looking at um, fully decriminalizing the prostitution system. Okay, so when you say decriminalization, in, in which way? So fully decriminalizing the the system, which would mean decriminalizing the entire system, including pimps, brothels, brothel owners, sex buyers. Um, In other words, actually making it um, legal as such, if you want to make it clearer. But because it is um, a criminal offense in our country, we we refer to it as decriminalizing. Okay. So it was it was um, set out to be a fully decriminalizing prostitution, and you can only imagine how detrimental that can be sure. in the context of South Africa. And to me, that is so sad. I mean, if if I'm just the normal average person, you know, taking human trafficking and all of that and pornography and our our country that's already in a state with there's so much crime, um, rape and murder, that that fuels it to to allow that to to take place because you're actually enabling um, you know, these yes. activities that leads to rape, leads to a lot of yes. um, criminal offences. So, yeah, that is very sad. So you obviously know a little bit more about it. So, so tell us more about this this law. Yes. So the, 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 the good news at this point in time is that um, in the 
beginning, um, was it June or July? I forget now. It was either June or July, mm-hmm. uh, beginning June. Um, there was actually an announcement that the prostitution bill um, will not be tabled. And that was actually um, such a win. Um, mm-hmm. It will not be tabled for now due to the concerns of it being unconstitutional. So, um, so that is the good news. It was yes. announced by Deputy Minister John Jeffrey. However, um, it will. They are currently relooking um, at the entire bill, um, and they are looking to get it ready for introduction again um, at the beginning of the next administration. So we need to continue pushing um, for um, awareness. Yes. And we are a number of organizations and professional individuals who are standing together to to just take a stand against it. Um, And to also just make, you know, civil society aware of, um, you know, what it it really entails because yes. and the consequences that, of all of that exactly exactly because what was done in December for instance was announcing um, we're going to be decriminalizing prostitution and there was just such a misconception mm. you know saying decriminalizing prostitution is very different from saying we are going to fully decriminalize prostitution, mm. you know, um, which means the entire system, as I've explained. Yes. You know, it would mean that, that brothels would be legal. It would mean that um, sex buying would be legal. Um, you know, pimps would be, it would be considered, you know, a legal mm. occupation. So there's a broader um, perspective of all of this to where are the boundaries of prostitution. Yes, exactly, exactly. To me, it's so contradicting, and I mean, it's just from my personal perspective of, on the one hand, trying to fight all the crime, and on the other hand, enabling it, you know. So it's a very contradicting situation to be in as a country. So what is it actually that they are promoting? So, you know, this is my perspective. And, um, yeah, it's very sad. No, most definitely. Well, Tushi, let us take a short music break and then we can go into a little bit more depth in this um, situation. Perfect. I just want to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. You're with Alana Willie Fear, and my program is Body Matters. And today we're talking about a really, really important topic, and that is the prostitution bill. And I have got Tusha DeClack from the Joseph Movement, um, which is a movement that basically deals with um, human trafficking. But human trafficking is in such a it's such a broad perspective to that. Um, and it incorporates so much more. So Tusha is here and she's going to explain a little bit more in detail um, about the prostitution bill and what is the main misconceptions of prostitution. So Tusha, what is the main misconceptions of prostitution? Thank you, Alana. I believe, and it just seems like um, it is all over, um, the belief that prostitution is a choice, uh, that is 
a major misconception, you know. Mm. Um, from the work that we do, we are often faced um, with victims. Um, we have survivors that also stand with us. Um, sure. We believe that we need to be survivor-informed, you know. Um, it's really difficult at times because many survivors just um, can't advocate just because of the trauma. Many of them have not really gone through a proper process of being rehabilitated yes. um, and so forth. But we have a very small percentage of survivors that actually um um, do advocate against the mm. system of prostitution, and that is where they came from. Now, we need to understand that, you know, prostitution actually exploits people's vulnerabilities. And many people, a lot in prostitution, mm. suffer vulnerabilities and marginalization. Sure. And that is what we need to to realize. Um, we We often get people saying, but she chose to mm. do this, mm. you know. Um, and, you know, one can really argue the terminology, but we have to understand that the biggest percentage of um, prostituted people have either been forced into the situation um, through marginalization um, or... Uh, through trafficking. Yeah. And, you know, experiences that are pathways to prostitution include childhood sexual abuse, homelessness mm. and poverty. Mm. And those are the facts that we need to continually keep in mind. Um, I mean, we are we work with these people um, every day yes. and we just see, you know, with mm. some of the ladies who advocate against it, it is incredible to see the passion and the absolute and hate, if you can put it that way, mm. that they have for the prostitution system. Mm. And they just want to go in there, you know, and and, and, and break down doors and say, no, what are you doing? Do you mm. realize what this is going to do to you? And, you know, so, yes. And, and many of the women who um, were trafficked into prostitution actually do not realize that they are being trafficked mm -hmm. and being exploited. And don't you think, I think there's so many people, and sometimes even from a Christian perspective, we look down on those people and we think, sure, you know, we we have the misconception, like you said, that they chose mm -hmm. it. But mm -hmm. in actual fact, I wonder how many of them are not being drugged, not being you know, brutally forced. Um, you know, like you said, they, they do it out of fear, not because they want to. It's because they are in a point of complete uh, helplessness. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's no other way yeah. to survive but to to continue doing what they are doing. And I think people's, true what you're saying, people's eyes need to, they need to open up their eyes to the reality that this is not just an entertainment industry because people want to do it. This is actually, yeah, it's brutal, you know, it is. It is. To, to a point where, where people mm. are forced to do what they're doing. And, um, yeah, and I think about the pornography and all of that, how people think, wow, look, 
you know, but behind the scenes, what, what you're seeing and what you're getting and what the reality of it is two completely different worlds. And it's, it's sad. Most definitely. You know, when you, um, when a person's on the streets or when you're driving down the road at night and you mm. see some of these ladies and there is a small percentage that are that are boys and men as well, mm. but mostly ladies, 99% of the time there is a pimp or a trafficker um, nearby watching and keeping an eye and sure. they are they know about him or her um, and they're very aware of of that person, mm. you know. Mm. Um, so, and I think what's also important to mention is we see on the on media, mainstream media, um, in the newspapers, etc., people that advocate for prostitution, you know, we've often seen in mainstream media, you know, sex is work. And, you know, there's absolutely no country in this world that acknowledges even that terminology. Um, And we need to understand that um, those people who are advocating for prostitution, those people are on a payroll and I am sharing this with you because this mm. is coming directly from the streets and from people who have managed to exit the system. The so. people who are on camera or, or who are being photographed and who are wearing shirts saying sex is work and who are, you know, fighting for so-called their rights, they are on a payroll and no longer required to sell their bodies for sex. Mm. And that is the reality of it. And that is the smokescreen that is being used at the moment. And another problem that we have is that we have discovered that there has been foreign interference um, with regards to the prostitution bill in South Africa. Um, And furthermore, we have um, people high up that are also advocating for prostitution. I mean, people with PhDs, professors, even constitutional court judges, um, and dare I say, tongue-in-cheek, even the Deputy Minister of Social Development calls herself a chief sex worker. Sure. And that that was to so many women, if not all women in South Mm. Africa, such a slap and in the face... um, and such a disrespect. Yes, definitely. Because she she was actually indirectly saying that, you know, all women are sex workers. So this is something that um, is also driven, driven politically. Um, it's driven by, by money um, mm. and it's driven by foreign interference as well. So it's just very important that we are aware of these mm. things um, before we, um, you know, post judgments over those people who are actually in the system of prostitution. Yeah. And once again, I said this so many times, it's so sad. It's sometimes not the, the workers, it's the system behind it. That is so corrupt. Yes. That is so... 
um, you know, that, that is dealing with it, that is, that they're making their cut. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a very, it's, it's, it's horrifying, especially thinking where we are in this world with our children. How do we protect our kids? I mean, there's so many things going on. And I, I do believe that the awareness, the constant awareness is an, a constant reminder that everything doesn't always seem the way it seems. <laughs> yes, very true. Very true. So tell me, what would be the main reasons for opposing the decriminalization of prostitution? Wow. Yes, Alana, that is, um, it's, I would say, quite a list. Um, you know, with, with fully decriminalizing um, the system of prostitution, first of all, it doesn't make prostitution safe. If you fully decriminalize it, it's not going to make it safe. Mm. It causes a wide range of physical and psychological trauma yes. um, to those that are sold in it. Um, and just the simple truth is that um, it's, it cannot be regulated or decriminalized mm. away. That the trauma that is caused cannot be regulated or decriminalized mm. away. Um, that is just an absolute um, logic. Yes. And then, you know, um, the sex trade also creates more opportunities for sexual exploitation, as as you also um, touched on briefly earlier. Yes. And the problem is it would remove laws targeting sex buyers. Hmm. And, you know, these laws um, would then normalize the, the, the male demand for paid sex. Can you imagine that in South Africa, looking at the the the, the um, rates of um, rapes yes. and um, gender-based violence mm. and so forth? You know, it will just affirm male sexual entitlements mm. and also affirm GBV. Um, and where and, do you draw the line? Where does the line, where do you draw the line in all of this? That's right. Exactly. As you said earlier, you know, you are... Um, you are actually encouraging the one thing and trying, but, but trying to fight Combat, the same yeah. thing at the same time. You know, it's like a tug of war, mm. which just absolutely doesn't make sense. Um, what it would also cause is that law enforcement's ability um, to detect and also to investigate sex trafficking will um, diminish. Yes. And victims of sex trafficking would really, uh, would, would really, um, even more rarely be um, rescued or discovered. Yeah. So because already as it is, is they don't, um, they very rarely um, make complaints or official mm. complaints to the police. So, in actual fact, people are that are being exploited have actually no protection now. That's, in other words, what you're saying. They're not protected by the law because it would be seen that they were voluntary participating because the law exactly. has now been, um, you know, open and it's been giving the go ahead. So, yes, of course. So, so that has got, and I know you're going to, to chat a little bit more about it, but as I'm just chatting to you, this is a whole snowball effect. I mean, this is affecting no protection for our children. 
Um, we're going to have to get bigger prison cells because there's going to be more rape. There's going to be more child abuse. There's going to be so much more things. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a system against a system, you know, where do you draw the line again? That's my question. But anyway, I'm yes. just I'm just saying I don't know much about the topic, but it it seems to be like um, opening one small door can really um, corrupt a whole nation, basically. Oh yes, most definitely. And you know, we've we've been saying to um, to Parliament that. There isn't only two options. There isn't only um, the current state, um, the current goal of um, where we stand with prostitution, which is that it is um, a criminal. And secondly, the other option is not only fully decriminalizing it. There is a third option, Mm. and that is partial decriminalization. And... It is something that would then protect the prostituted person. Now, for your listeners, I just want them to bear with me because okay. I know a lot of people say, what? Yes, <laughs> <You're> crazy. Yes. <laughs> but partial decriminalization means that the prostituted person or the person who is selling their body and being exploited is the person who's being protected. So in other words, they would have the freedom to go to the police and report violence, rape, etc. Mm. However, pimps, brothels, and buyers have to remain um, a criminal offense. So that is the mm. only way currently, um, as our law is standing, um, that we can combat this sure. in order to help the victims. You know, um, we have spoken to quite a number of um, these ladies who are advocating for prostitution, and and they they seemingly get very upset with us when we say, you know, partial decriminalisation, yeah. because you see, in the in their eyes, no. That won't work because you're actually going to take our jobs and our money away from us Um, because they are on a payroll. Mm. They're not telling us, but we know through um, informants and they are the ones who are actually um, finding ladies and bringing them into the system of prostitution. Sure. Um, they are the ones who do the grooming. Grooming is not only done by men. Mm. Um, we have seen that. Or, Alana, this is this is a scary. Yeah, um, look, stat. I can I can imagine, but, sure. <laughs> but, but it's the reality. The, it's the reality. Yeah, all the um, successful sex trafficking rings have a female right at the top. Sure. How interesting is that? Mm. One would always generally assume it would be a male. Yeah. But um, when we look at the current um, um, UN PACO tip, um, sorry, the, the UN um, tip report, 
they are actually saying that males are over um, 60% of traffickers and the rest is female. So there isn't a very big margin Mm. between the two, if you know what I'm saying. So it's just a case of always remembering um, that we shouldn't always just point the finger at the men, hey? Mm. But there are so many of traffickers that are female as well. Sure. Mm. Look, I think for me, if I I really sit and just listen to what you're saying, I mean, even partial, the discriminate, you know, to, to discriminalize um, or discrimination. I mean, there are no, we, even if it is that way, would, would it be regulated? You know, so you're actually yeah. saying, I'm prepared to put yeah. up with this, but is that going to be regulated and controlled? So if you, yeah. uh, and it's just my thoughts, if you agree yeah. and you put a bill in mm-hmm. place, then you need to regulate that bill. Exactly. And no, that, uh, is, that is a very good point. You yeah. know what I mean? Then you need to mm-hmm. say, okay, I'm, I'm prepared to allow this, but what are the mm-hmm. rights within that? And I know even for us as Christians, we, we don't want that at all. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but it's going to yeah. happen. I know that whether you um, um, decriminalize it or not, it's going to happen mm-hmm. whether it's undercover or not. So, if it is exactly. going to be partially legalized, which is not first prize anyhow, then I yeah. believe there should be some um, definitely rules, regulations, and how they're going to regulate that. Where's the fine line between I volunteer to do this, this is my job, or I am going to be exploiting people in my business, um, entertainment yes. business, you know, so where are the rights? There should yes. be some form of protection within that kind of organization but that's that's just coming from me because i i, I know in, in our hearts for for people is that this you know that this is definitely done away with for the protection of our yes. children the generations to come um you know the world is already being so <laughs> it's haywire yeah, no, at the definitely. moment and you know what it's just feels like it's getting more and more out of hand and there mm. is people like you who are prepared to take a step and a stand for what we believe as Christians and what is right. So yes. what are the current state of the prostitution bill? Have you, you, is that what you were explaining at the moment? Yes, I, I touched on that a bit earlier, yes. um, yeah. just, to, just to bring some positive news mm, that it yes. was not tabled, okay. um, which is, is um, very good news. It mm. was a victory for for us who have been standing together and advocating against mm-hmm. it um, because Parliament realised that um, the, bill, the bill as it currently stands is um, completely unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be revisiting the bill and they do say that they're going to be, um, you know, speaking to various stakeholders and so forth. So mm. we've just been pushing and saying, you know, yes. it's good. You have to speak to stakeholders. You have to speak to NGOs and all of us who mm. work with um, these people. And um, you have to have to include so the survivors' voices. 
those are the voices that matter, the ones mm. that actually come out of that system. Mm. And just to yeah. share, just while we on this topic specifically, what can the public, those who are against it, what can we do to assist organizations like you as an individual? What can I do to um, prevent this or put my voice out there? Well, I think at this point in time, what would be very helpful is to um, follow certain organizations who actually stand up against um Hmm. You know, sexual exploitation, um, which will, of course, include um, prostitution. Follow them on social media. See what they do. Hmm. Um, you know, forward, um, share their their posts and so yes. forth so that we can, as a country, stand together and be kept up to date with what the current hmm. situation is and just, um, you know, speak up as one voice. Yes. Um, we know that, you know, um, within a couple of years from now, the bill's going to um, be brought up again. Mm. And then we all need to be ready yes. to, to take a stand. Um, yeah, and, and then, you know, we will be taking action. We will do um, submissions to Parliament and so forth. There's normally uh, many opportunities where the public can also um, do submissions and so forth. So all of that information would would be uh, made available um, either by by our organisation or other organisations such as Brave to Love, um, which specifically works um, within the prostitution system to help victims, and also A21, for instance, they are one of the front runners um, globally with regards to human trafficking and sexual exploitation. so Okay, so these are all the other organizations that you were saying that are also involved. Um, exactly. And also, as you said, and I just want to repeat it, so what you're actually saying is how the individual can assist is to become aware and to bring that awareness across to other people. That's right. So um, the easiest way is is to follow yes. um, those organisations, follow the Joseph movement, um, just to keep yourself up yes. to date. And then we always um, inform our followers of, you know, what is now currently happening, mm. happening yes. with regards to legislation and so forth, and what action the public can take. Okay. So that's very important, just to say informed yes. and then you know just on some of the, the points that we've touched on today mm. you know the, in conversation it's, yes you know it's an interesting topic to just talk on and it's, to it's awareness to explain. yeah and just it's bringing explain, about awareness know. exactly explain to family and friends well you know um this is what other people are saying um mm. the prostitution system is really about it's it's not about choice, you know. Mm. It's it's marginalisation and um, trafficking that takes place. Mm. I mean, there's one, just one lady that comes to mind. She um, she is a survivor of the prostitution system, and um, she's an, a black African lady. And she, when she's amongst um, the prostituted ladies, 
they, they say to her, I mean, some of them are young, youngsters. Mm, sure. They say, you know, what happens is that the one sister would say, oh, you know, there's mm. like an average, you know, in South Africa, the average of what these ladies take home is 60 to 90 rand. Sure. That's so sad. Um, and, and many of them um, are obviously from mm. um, disadvantaged communities. Yeah. And, you know, it starts with yeah, something that's not mor- morally right. Mm. Um, you know, it's almost like I almost want to say, you know, it's like it's a teenager just being naughty. Okay. Yeah. I am going to sleep with this man. He can give me money. Okay. Mm. And she does it once. Mm. And she gets money mm. and she tells her friends or she tells her siblings. Mm. And that is how it just starts because they are marginalized. They are struggling. Nice. Um, the education is not necessarily on par. Mm. Um, the parents are maybe absent. Um, there are so many factors yes. that fuel that. Um, so that is just really important mm. for us to remember um, before we pass judgment. Yeah. Well, thanks so much just sharing that. I think that already brings so much more awareness and so much more clarity on this topic. But let us take a, another short music break, Tusha, and then we're almost at the end of this program and then we can end off. So enjoy the next slot of music. Welcome back to Body Matters. You're with Alana Willie for you. And I am talking to Tusha de Klerk from the Joseph Movement. We are chatting about an interesting topic, and that is about the prostitution bill um, that is taking place now in South Africa and, you know, what the, the government is um, considering and looking at. And Tusha is involved with the Joseph Movement, and they are definitely standing for what they believe is right. And so we've been touching on a lot of topics about the misconception of prostitution, the main reasons for opposing the de- um, decriminalization of prostitution, and then just what the current situation is with the prostitution bill. So we are nearly at the end of the program, and Tusha has definitely got so much insight. She's been working with the public in this regard. And so I just want to ask you, Tusha, if people are interested in this topic, they want to know more, they want you to come and chat to either a group of people at school or some institution or just to be um, inspired and just to have more knowledge on this topic, where can they get hold of you? Thank you, Alana. Yes, so um, you're 100% right. So we can do a talk or a presentation um, either on sexual exploitation or specifically focusing on uh, prostitution um, or we can focus on human trafficking. We do um, Mm. awareness talks around that as well as online exploitation and then um, we give different tips and tools as to how one can stay safe, um, mm. and we also do talks to with teenagers, and we do do talks from um, pre-primary right through um, to to matric age as well. Mm. So that's just important to mention. People are more than welcome to contact us via our WhatsApp line. The number is zero eight two seven six six 
9870 or they can email me directly. It's Tersha, T-E-R-S-H-I-A at josephmovement.org.za and it's Joseph with a P-H. And then, of course, follow us on social media. If you search uh, Joseph Movement on social media, you would find us quite easily. And on Facebook, That's right. We're on Facebook, Instagram, on LinkedIn, as well as YouTube. So people are more than welcome to um, follow us there. And just um, followers are very encouraging, to be Mm. honest with you, because then we know that, you know, these are people that are actually looking out for the posts and actually are consuming important and valuable information. Mm. So, yeah, so I just want to encourage people to go follow us on social media. I know that's absolutely great. So for those listeners out there, if this has stirred your heart, like me, I said to you, Tusha, um, during the music break, it it, it actually, you know, it's... You've got such a desire, almost like an anger, righteous anger inside of you, just thinking about everything that's <laughs> taking place. So if you feel the yeah. way I feel and you want to get involved, whether it's just following the post, whether it's just helping Tusha and them to get out there, get the word out there, get the knowledge out there and just make it, you know, the whole thing of awareness. If you want to do that, please contact Tusha and um, get in touch with her. Maybe even get involved. Maybe you've been exploited or maybe you've even been there yourself and you don't know where can I turn to? Who can help me? Where can I, with who can I stand to combat this? So I I want to encourage you again. So Tusha, don't you want to just give your email or WhatsApp number yes. again, please. Yes, certainly. Zero eight two seven double six nine eight seven zero, and email is tersha t e r s h i a at josephmovement.org.za. Thank you so much, Tersha. And a final word for for the listeners out there, Tersha, before we end this program. Yes, I just want to say, you know, we've been talking about so many negative things and I just want to say to your listeners, Alana, Mm. that there are so many committed NGOs and also Mm. professional individuals who are standing up against human trafficking and sexual exploitation and including this uh, prostitution bill. And so there is so much good work that's actually happening um, and I just really want the public to be aware of it. Mm. Um, and we are also very encouraged to know that there are a number of NGOs, unfortunately, um, you know, non-profits, not, not governments or anyone like, like that, that are actually running successful mm. exit programs for mm. those who are in the prostitution system. So, Exit programs is also one of the answers um, for this um, absolute horrific uh, practice. So I just want the mm. public to know that there, there's a lot of dedicated people that are very passionate about this kind of work. Yes. And there are answers, you know, there are answers and there's hope. Um, and yeah, and there are a number of survivors who mm. are raising their voices as well. Um, against sexual exploitation. Mm. 
And it just reminds me, you know, there's a description in Leviticus, which is um, very straightforward and to the point. (laughs) Um, Leviticus 19, Mm -hmm. it says, Do not prostitute thy daughter to cause her to be a whore, lest the land fall in, in whoredom, and the land become full of wickedness. Sure. And that is what we don't want. We, mm. we know, we, we see, mm. um, and the logic tells us, you know, what will happen should the system be fully decriminalized. Sure. Um, but we know that, you know, God is in control and he will not allow this to happen mm. as long as good people don't stay silent. Sure, that's very powerful. Good people don't stay silent. Um, Tusha, thank you so much. Don't you want to just just end with prayer? I I I just believe that that you know just just a powerful prayer um, that God could just yeah you 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 you're us you know. Yes, I will certainly (laughs) thank you. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you and praise you, Lord, that you are not only our creator, but you are our redeemer, Lord, and you are our savior. And Father, we thank you for this time that we could spend together in discussing this important topic. And Lord, I pray for every single listener, Lord, that you would touch their hearts, that you would speak to their minds, Lord, and guide them as to how they can be of assistance, how they can raise their voices as well, Lord, and help to make a difference within the sphere of sexual exploitation and human trafficking. I thank you, Father God, that you have given us a beautiful country and that you've given us beautiful people that fill this country, Lord, and that you've given us abilities and strengths and passions that we can use to help combat evil and to help extend your kingdom. We praise you and we honor you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Tusha. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your passion and your commitment for this cause. And we need more people like you and more companies like you. And as you said, it's not just all about the negative negative but there are some victories and we give god all honor and glory for that so thank you so much everything of the best god bless you in your work and to all the listeners out there i just want to say thank you so much for joining me again have a wonderful and beautiful week and y'all just be blessed goodbye goodbye This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.